Well, hello, Matt. It's good to see you. It's certainly been a while. It certainly has, uh, Mr. Hewitt. How are you, sir? I, I'm, I'm, thank, by the way, thanks for joining us. I know you're busy as anything. I, it's been too long. I, we, we've had uh, we've had young Oliver on several times. Done a good job. But look, I want to want to talk to you about some of the press releases that have come out, but also do a little bit of kind of well, a little bit looking back. Um, we first met four and a half years ago. What was the market cap when we met? Oh, geez. Actually, somebody was quoting it to me the other day. So uh, June of, of, of 19, June of 19, RNC market cap, just under $30 million market cap, June of 19. So, uh, sorry, my apologies, June of 18. I joined in, in, in September, October of 18. Yeah. So June of 18, RNC sits there uh, with a big nickel asset, Dumont, as you recall, market cap, under $30 million. So, uh, look, it, it's been a journey. I actually remember um, meeting with you downtown Toronto four and a half years ago. I, I'm reminiscing here, and I know that people are like, get to the point, Mr. Hewitt. But look, as a company, we had 400,000 ounces. You know, we had Beta Hunt Mine. We had Dumont in in um, in, in Canada. And, and look, um, Dumont, I think people, I, I want to remind people real quickly that that Dumont sale, uh, we stopped spending all the fixed costs, but we're still owed money on the heels of that sale. And, and there's a lot of confidence that that could occur, uh, quite a bit of confidence um, on the updates we've recently had that that final sale could occur in 23, which would give us a cash injection of about $30 million, which is which is quite important to our shareholders. Uh, but, but thinking back, like you said, uh, you think of the company of 400,000 ounces. Today, we've got, as a company, just shy of five million ounces total resource, but Beta Hunt, our flagship. That's Beta Hunt is our flagship at the moment. Um, Higginsville is a tremendous asset with tremendous upside, tremendous opportunity, great people. But Beta Hunt's paying all the bills at the moment. Uh, you know, we've got just two point four million ounces. We have removed in since two thousand nineteen buying our own mill. We sixty thousand the one year, ninety nine thousand the other, one twelve, one thirty four last year being the best year in the company's history, a record for us. Each year was a record for us, a record, 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 and stepping up, you know, 20% growth, 20% growth, 20% growth, 20% growth. These things are, you know, you, easy to talk about, but a 20% growth year after year after year. Think of any fund you have that is a 20% growth year after year after year after year. We have done a 20% or more growth year after year after year consistently and 23 will not be any different. We're going to have another step up in production, as we promised. Um, and the one thing our reputation is where we like to deliver on them promise. I see you want to say something there, so I'll let you speak. <laughs> well, I guess it's, that's kind of true, right? Because we've, you know, you've always kind of hit guidance. Um, and when you're kind of, you know, hitting the numbers that you are, so, you know, whatever whatever it was, what were you um, hitting last year, 134 thousand answers this year. I'm not quite sure what your guidance is going to be. People just, they kind of stop looking at the detail and start looking at, are they hitting their quarterly numbers? Yes or no. There's a lot of work in the background to be able to do that, right? Oh, amen. Listen, look, everyone has heard that analogy about the duck underwater. Everything is calm, cool, settling. The duck is floating around. And underneath the water, if you can see those little feet paddling a thousand miles an hour, that's what we're doing all day long, all year long. Day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, quarter after quarter, delivering for our shareholders, delivering consistently. So um, that that analogy serves very well for what we've done. And and let, let me just 
jump into some of the discussions here, Matt, because I think some of the shareholders will be wanting to understand some of the recent press releases here. We've, you know, we've just put out a very significant press release on a very large project. We just delivered the second decline. We, we, we constructed a new decline. We permitted it from surface. We started the collar. We, we went down from the top down. We connected it. We've got a lot of pictures online. We sent them with the press release, but we broke through that ramp in an environment where we're competing for people, labor, everything in WA. We actually did it under budget and ahead of time. So I, I can't tell you how many projects, it doesn't matter whether you're in gold or anything else, you see projects, any industry right now, projects, the capital is blowing up 30, 40%. The timeline is being extended by six months to a year. And, and remember, Matt, we had that same situation with our mill expansion at Higginsville. Remember last year, we were being faced with the mill expansion. We were going to take that mill. We needed another million ton of capacity. Higginsville was 1.6 million ton. We were going to increase it to 2.6 million ton. The initial initial capital was 60 million. Our latest numbers came up. Uh, they were closer to 100 to 120 million. It, it just blew our minds. We're like, oh my God, we can't be a sea of like all other capital projects or any industry you pick. It doesn't matter which industry you pick. Uh, you read the headline is capital blows up uh, extended time. So we said, we've got to mitigate this risk. And along came Lakewood and we we, we pulled that off, bought that second mill, um, put it into production. We had tested our ore through it in Q1. You know, if you look back for the last three, four years, we consistently delivered every quarter met 25 to 28,000 of without fail, every quarter, bam, bam, bam consistently delivering, consistently that growth. And then we buy the mill. We mitigate the largest risk we have, by the way. Our largest risk we had for our shareholders was that mill expansion, the cost and the timing. So we buy the mill and all of a sudden we're 35 to 38,000 ounces. We ended up last year in two quarters, Q3, Q4, adding 20,000 ounces to our production because of that mill. We we buy the mill and then all of a sudden we're ahead of schedule. We're, we're 14 months ahead of schedule of 2023 between that purchase and the time we were supposed to build the mill. So look, um, I'm, I can't tell you how proud I am of the team in Australia for delivering this. Those guys have worked through all kinds of that duck underwater um, problems, issues, and really delivering to get that second decline done on time. We're two quarters ahead of schedule. We are two quarters ahead of schedule on budget. And now we've put in the first bet raise. That too is on budget. Uh, we have two more raises to put in. So these two raises are expected Q3, Q4. This sets the stage, right? We had our growth plan was always centered around two of the largest risk and one was milling. We've mitigated it by buying liquid. The second is mining. How do we get Beta hunt the 2 million tons for Adam. But let's take a journey backwards here. Let's look backwards just for a little moment and think about what did we start with? At Beta Hunt four years ago, we, RNC at the time, were struggling to try to accomplish 27 to 30,000 tons a month. So, so think of that single decline where we're going, let's, let's use 30,000 30, tons a month. And this is an important part of why the second decline was so critical for us. 
So we're a mining company doing 30,000 tons of ore a month. We, we start pushing the limits and we say, look, we think we could do better. Over periods of over two, three years, we successfully go from 30,000 to 50,000 per month. Then we get to 80,000. We hold that 80,000 for about six months. Then we push the limits. We get to 100,000 tons. Last year, three months, we did 110,000 tons a month out of a single decoy. Now, that, that's not luck, Matt. I don't care what anybody says. That is not luck. You don't go from 30,000 tons out of one decoy to over 100,000. That's three times the production with not a whole bunch more people, bunch more equipment. That's not what happened. We changed the way we did the mining. We changed the sequencing. We changed the way we blasted. We changed the way we drilled. We changed the way we muck. We changed the way we remote muck. We changed the management team. We brought in a team that believed in themselves and believed they could do it. We've gone from 30,000 tons a month out of one decline to over 100,000 tons a month. Let's let's annualize that. 100,000 tons a month, Matt, that's 1.2 million tons per year. So people have said, well, you're never going to get beta hunt to 2 million tons a year. And I, my answer is the same thing it was four years ago. I understand you have an opinion. I respect your opinion. Just watch and see. Let us let us do it. Here, here. Let the numbers speak for themselves. It's it's not worth getting in debates with people. We we we've proven that we've already been able to do it with one decline. All we have to do is repeat it. We're trying to get to two million. We're already up to 1.3 million with one decline. That second decline and the ventilation. The ventilation is very very important. The ventilation gives us access to a lot of working stoves. So. Beta Hunt is not a complicated mine. It's it's the mine that keeps on giving. Beta Hunt just continues to deliver on the, the the gold, the nickel. It is a massive system. This is not a small system. This thing, the more we drill, well, well, we just talked about going from 400,000 ounces to 2.4 million, and we've identified new shears on strike, paralleling shears at depth. Everything we drill at depth has better grades. All our grades are better as we go deeper. And that's a big advantage as you're going deeper. Costs seem to go up. Your truck cycle time drops down. But my point is we mine three to four stopes a month here at Beta Hunt. Look, by comparison, Matt, when I worked in Canada or the U.S., um, my years as a GM or even a mine superintendent at Midas Mine, we were mining 22 stopes a month. That's 65 to 70 stopes. A quarter. We mine three to four scopes a quarter. That is the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. So what we now have to do is this. The, the plan going forward is the decline is done. Get all the roadways finished. Make sure everything is up to snuff. The first raise is done. Get the second and third raise done. Give ourselves access to the lower extremities. Set up three more scopes. Put in the excavations and get ourselves set up with another platform. Another three to four stove. Then you can see us start mucking from multiple horizons, multiple areas, and then increase that tonnage and then feed our two mills that we already have in place. Um, so, right. You've, you've done a lot of work. You've done a lot of work on the infra infrastructure bill, the acquisition of of, uh, of of the additional mill. You said the, the capacity is up there. You, the second decline and you're getting the vents in now, that will give you access to more ore. So in terms of the operational side, you're super, super excited. I can hear it. Everyone listening to this will hear that. It's hard not to be. Because <laughs> it's hard. I get it. I get it. It's super hard and it's not easy. Not everyone can do it. But here's, here's the thing which people are looking into this thing, saying, right, okay, you are nailing it quarter after quarter in terms of hitting guidance, right? You had annual, quarterly, however you want to look at it. Um, 
they, 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 the, the market has sucked pretty, pretty hard for precious metal companies over the last 18 months, right? You're not getting the recognition. You're a producer. You're the beneficiary of these high gold prices, which is fantastic. So in terms of driving these ounces, the other thing that I've noticed that you're doing is you're, you're, the grades seem to be significantly increasing and like big intercepts as well, not, not cute little headlines. So what's happening there in terms of the search for higher grade ounces? Well, it's it's exactly what I've been talking about. When you look at the Mason zone, it's a paralleling shear. When you look at stuff that we drill on at depth, we, we're getting intercepts, uh, six meters at seven grand. We're getting a lot of higher grade intercepts. And that's, look, that's very encouraging. As I pointed out, the deeper you go in an underground, the costs go up, your truck cycle time um, are a lot slower and you got uh, more diesel costs. So um as we it's it's a huge benefit for us that the grades are actually improving as we go down um but look one of the advantages that we have that we don't get very well recognized and look that's fine it it i'll I'll use one word yet we don't get recognized yet because it will come and i can tell you a lot of people are knocking on our door over our nickel we are a gold mine operator we we are a gold operator however we have the distinct benefit of having optionality with nickel. There are very few. I don't, I don't, I've tried to research. I've spoken to a lot of people. How many gold operators, you know, out there that also produce nickel or have the opportunity and the optionality to produce. So we know we've been mining nickel in our areas for the last couple of years since you and I met, but always in remnant areas. This mine was, it's been mining for 40 years. We took advantage of that. We access all the tunnels. We found gold from those same tunnels. We use those tunnels to access all our headings now. Big, big savings on on CapEx. But we have been mining all our nickel in remnant areas. So anybody who's been mining uh, understands that in remnant areas, your productivity rates, look, they're they're crap. They're, they're not good. We're mining with four to six guys here. Our productivity rates are sitting three to six tons of edge. That's, that's, that's horrible. Now, why are we doing it? Well, it's a tremendous learning opportunity. It was important for us to get negotiations with BHP. It was important for us to set up our future. 2024 is going to be the first year since I've been here that we're going to start mining in all new zones. That's going to be a game changer. Look, I, I spent 10 years on a jack leg mining with an air leg or a stoper driving raises. I know what it's like to be on the end of it, to put a bid on, to drill a hole. I've drilled thousands and thousands of holes over the years. That productivity rate will go from three to six tons of manship will go to 25 to 35 tons with the same personnel. Think of that. Think of one guy, one Jack Lake, doing five times the amount of production because he's going into new areas instead of old areas where you got to do a, a lot of rehab and you're slushing to move a lot or double slushing to move a ton of rock. You're going to go into a fresh new area. Once the ventilation's all in and everything, we're going into new zones in 24. That's, you know, we're talking a couple quarters away. We're not talking in four or five years. We're saying we've been mining it. We wanted to mine uh, these these remnant areas and it has reduced our ASIC by 25 to $35 an ounce. Look, our ASIC could be 150 to 250 an ounce reduction uh, from these nickel credits. And... And we have the tremendous advantage of BHP having revived the concentrator four kilometers away from us. So here's the scenario with, with Carrera. We have two gold mills. 
we're pushing ourselves to get to 2 million tons per annum to fill those two gold mills. And then we have, in the middle of those two gold mills, we have BHP who's got a nickel concentrator. We don't co-mingle our ore. We don't co-mingle the gold with the nickel. It doesn't get mixed together. We, pro we produce the nickel, whole ore, we send 3,000 tons to BHP. They take the whole ore, uh, we get a settlement. Now, they've been knocking on our door saying, look, can you can you produce more? You know, we're, we're north of 2% nickel here. Some of our reserves are 2.8% in the new areas. Think about it. Those are all the new areas, the areas that are to come. And again, this is not four, five, six, seven years now. The first technical report we ever put out for the nickel was in Q4 of 2022. It had a capex less than $10 million for and a mass, massive rate of return. Like you don't get projects like this that, that have such low capex um, to get this type of return. We have in the ground from a drill bit. So let, let me just state a one really important fact for people who aren't reading all the detail. This is really an important thing. Beta Hunt mined 40 years, four decades, over a four decade period, several companies removed 66,000 tons of nickel. One ton of nickel today is worth, uh, we're splitting hairs here, call it $27,000 a ton US, US. Today, Corora, so 66,000 tons, 40 year period. Today, from a drill bit, we have 34,500 tons. So we have more than half that they mined for 40 year period. We've already got more than half that's over 1.3 to 1.4 billion dollars Canadian of nickel in the ground from a drill bit. That that look, I don't care who you are. If you're not excited by going, holy cow, that's that's tremendous for a gold company. We're a gold company that has a deposit. It's a beta hunt is a very unique deposit in the sense that it does have gold and it has nickel. And every once in a while we hit that coarse gold that we still occasionally hit. It's never not always gone it is certainly there um but not at the highlight of my life it's not it's it's always about consistency and delivering and delivering and delivering and remaining focused for us right well let's talk about big focus because i think you gave us a clue there saying you're you're a gold company so i'm really intrigued about how you view and maybe how we should view the nickel component is it just a byproduct which you you, you reference as reducing your asec on on, on the gold BHP obviously view it differently and say, well, maybe show me some size here, show me some lag, uh, and we can we can do a little bit more together. So how how are you viewing and how should we view nickel as uh, in terms of its importance to the future of the company? Yeah, look, but that's I'm gonna tell you that's an outstanding question. Um when I think back of this operation before Paul Hewitt and I look at Beta Hunt on its own. Everything that paid the GNA, the diesel, the ventilation, the rock bolts, the excavation of the ramp, all those costs, 400 kilometers of tunnels were all paid from the revenue that came from nickel. All of it. There wasn't any revenue over those periods from gold. We are, we are the first group to have the gold and the nickel prop that rights together. Um, in Australia, you can mine, you can, you can sell off the nickel rights. I get asked, I've been asked at least seven times in the last four years, will you sell us your nickel rights? Will you sell us your nickel rights? And I go, well, no, never. No, that was part of the problem. They owned the nickel rights. 
they didn't have the gold rights. They had sold them off. And you're like, oh my gosh, you could have really helped yourself. The, the synergies are impeccable in the same portal where you can mine two, two opportunities. So back to, back to your question. So when I think about it, look, that mine, all the profits, everything it did came from nickel. We, we have yet to see what we can do. We have proven already that whatever people have done behind us, before us at that mine, we've been able to do it or even do it better. And, and that 30,000 tons is the best example. I can't give you a better one-off example than, hey, people before us were doing 30,000 tons, we're doing 100,000 tons. If you, if you don't go, well, yeah, he's right, he's not lying. That's exactly true. Um, when I think about in the past, people before us were doing, they're paying all their costs through the nickel. And I think, well, we're going to have similar opportunities around the corner here because we're going into new zones. We're going into new areas. We're not going to mine remnant areas anymore. So what could happen? Look, I'm very excited about what it could happen. We could be competing for revenues. Right now, we get about 1% of our revenue from nickel, 99% from gold. And that's really high level. It's probably about $2 million a, a, a quarter. You imagine we start pushing that limit and you start going 30, 40, $50 million uh, of, of nickel. Um, well, it was done before. Why can't it be done again? Especially once we get into new areas. So we have not tested ourselves in new areas. We've been limited to the areas that we've had access to, which are all old areas, 40 years old. So um, it's a little premature to ask, but I can tell you based on my own experience, it's going to be quite exciting to see what we can do. I am certain we'll be able to at least do as good as what was done. And and I'm going to challenge our team to, to do better like we did on the gold side. So um, the nickel is, it's a, it's a fascinating opportunity, Matt. Right. Okay. So, so let's say, let's, the nickel's important and it goes, it's a fascinating opportunity. And obviously the grades are exceptional. And well, some of, some of the historical grades are really exceptional. Some of the stuff that you've been finding recently, you know, really, really super high grades. Your, your challenge now is to kind of show, show that scale. To do that, you're going to need to allocate some capital. I know that you haven't um, issued guidance yet. Uh, I imagine you'll do so uh, soon. Um, but have you got a sense of the budget that you're going to allocate to this nickel, given how excited you are about it? Yeah, so look, um, that report that we put out, uh, it, it had the capex that was required to get us a nickel, and it was, it, it was, it was look, it was very small amount. It was $7 million. I, I think that might have been light, given some of the inflationary costs, but say even if you double it, $14 million. We're talking $14 million Australian dollars here. $14 million, and then we're into this. We're, we're going up. We're not going to have to raise any money for any of this. This is all funded from our operations. We're, we're certainly, if people are out there going, oh my God, there's, there's going to be uh, a need to raise capital and they're going to dilute. That's not, that's not, that's not the case. Not the case at all. Even if the $7 million went and it's a little higher for inflation. And I, I was being an extremist here by doubling it. And look, um, to be quite honest, I'd say we're probably going to be about $10 million Australian. That's probably a really, really close number. Our estimate, well, the initial estimates I got from the engineering group was $7 million, And I'm saying, well, inflation's come up. So $10 million, Australian. Uh, and then we're there. That's, we're, that's not a big capital call. Look, this year, um, guidance hasn't been put out. But let's look at last year. I think last year we spent between 90 and $100 million in capital over a whole bunch of things. Nickel being one. Um, uh Drilling, we spend always about $20 million of drilling each year. And and those, the drilling is very important. You're starting to see these results come out left and right, left and right about 
how much we're growing the resources in gold and nickel. You could expect capital be around those. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get myself outside and have my lawyer John letting. I can't believe you threw out a capital number, Paul. So, look, uh, consistent with last year's not not way off. Uh, it's going to be a strong year for us. Twenty three is going to be another good year for us. Full stop. Twenty two was a solid year. Twenty one was a solid year. Twenty three is going to be a strong year. And I get anybody who's a shareholder. Um, some of the some of us gold operators are are in this this sandbag of uh, stuck at a, a share price where we are delivering. We're we're doing what we said we do. We will get the recognition. Some of it is a lot of these ETFs and these passive funds. You know, when we meet, like we, we just went on a marketing campaign and we met, we got to see the whites of the eyes of our shareholders, uh, the ones that are not passive, but like an ETF or an algorithm. And they're very happy with, with our, our, our progress. Um, you know, this, the, getting the rap, there was a lot of people. Are you going to, do you think you're going to make it on time? Do you think it's going to be under budget? Do you think it'll be a cost? It's, it's a big project. You know, some people, that's their only project of the year. I got to put in a rep this year. It's 30, 40 million dollars. It was 50 million dollars. Are you going to do it? Like we, we talk about it and we, and it just goes behind you. And it's like, well, yeah, it's coming down. It's like, well, that's fudging big deal. <laughs> so we've got to remain focused. Yeah, you do. You do. I look back at last year and, you know, let's say precious metal companies uh, struggled, you know, some changed strategies, some ch some decided they were lithium companies. Uh, yes, there's not, it wasn't an easy environment, uh, quite frankly. Um, and obviously, you've got to set yourself up for success. And obviously, some of the things that you've done will do that. Now, you, we people will be looking to you to say, right, we are going to, I know you've got this 200,000 number out there and you, you're, gonna, you're working towards, you know, joining some of the larger um, peer, peers in your, in, in your group. Um, but this year, 2023, you're, you're delivering on the infrastructure to allow you to process, to allow you to, you know, increase the guidance, presumably. Um, are there any other kind of big moves that you think that you need to deliver against? I mean, you clearly you've got the assets to, to do that and you've got the budget to do that. But is there anything else that uh, for you would, I don't know, show intent? Or are you already doing it? Yeah, so for us right now, look, Matt, it is so important that we don't get arrogant or cocky. We, we, you know, people get complacent at times. They get arrogant. They get cocky. Oh, I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. And it's like you, you sometimes fail to, you're looking at everything outside and you're, you're not focused on delivering. And I, I've seen it time, time, and time again where people, they get arrogant. They're a little cocky. And you're like, Whoa, I fumbled the ball on two quarters in a row and, and you're getting punished for it. And you're like, man, I got a little cocky here. I, I shouldn't have got so arrogant. Why did, how did I allow myself to become complacent like that? I'm a better operator than that. You know, we ended the year with $70 million in cash here. We're, our, our, we're going to have a very good year of drilling again. We're, we're, we're going to drill very healthy. We know that we've eliminated royalties. We've reduced royalties. We set the stage up to really, really drill. We've got to keep it simple. We can't complicate our story. We have a very unique story. We're in a, we're in a tier one jurisdiction. We have a strong management team. You know, Bevan has uh, assimilated in the team. He's doing a great job for us. Um, we've got great assets. Bidon is at the moment producing 
85% of all our ounces. One asset that, by the way, also has nickel. What, what, what a problem to have. So we've got to make sure we never, never allow our arrogance to fumble the ball and us not deliver on what we said. So doing that organic growth and getting to that 180 to 200,000 ounces a year, very critical for us. So far, we've been very fortunate. We've been very blessed. We've been, we've been delivering. We've been ticking the boxes. When you look backwards and you start seeing, well, what did we say we do? You will see a, a very, a, a lot of boxes that we said we would do like royalties, everything. And we ticked those boxes. Now it's about finishing that growth plan and getting us to that 180 to 200,000 ounces a year, sustainable in a very comfortable position with a long life in front of us. Um, so that you, it's, it's easy to get complacent and fumble the ball. Look, let's be mindful of Q1 of 2022. We were faced with some tough issues where we, we had many, many days. We had 38% absenteeism. Q1 of 2022 was the first quarter we witnessed the biggest blunt of COVID. We were pretty fortunate up until then uh, where we didn't have absenteeism or an escalated cost. But that quarter alone, we we witnessed $300 more, an increase in, in ACE. We battled every, every, every quarter um, after that to get those costs back down um, so that we could get into back into pole position. So we're, we're fighting quarter after quarter after quarter to make sure we're not in the middle of the pack, but we're ahead of the pack and we're leaders here again. So back in that, where we want to be that 1150, 1050 to 1150 an ounce. Um, but it wasn't easy, right? That first quarter was, it was hard on us. It was like, oh my God, but we managed to still deliver our production in a quarter where we had 38% absenteeism. We had to bring in people. Remember Matt, we had talked about, we brought in people, we were sending people away for a week at a time, two weeks at a time, and we had to pay them. We were paying all those additional costs. So it was it was a lesson learned. It was, hey, listen, make sure that we don't get too arrogant. Make sure we remain focused. Make sure we deliver and do what we say we're going to do. Full stop. Don't complicate the story. We don't have a complicated story. We have a simple story. Um, you know, I remember being on an interview with you or, or talking to you about it. I said, what's going to happen is it's going to become boring. It's going to become boring to always do 35,000 ounces a quarter. But you know what? That boringness trends into making money. And that's important. It's important that we make money and we're not at the mercy of the market going out to raise equity. I recall a discussion you and I had when I first joined and we talked about strategy and that and that first week we had negative 7.8, negative 7.8 million dollars in working capital. It was horrendous, right? It was horrendous. And now to say, look, we bought the first mill, we bought a second mill. We're we're pushing the upward limits to consistent production. Um, it's 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 and the end of the year with seventy million dollars in cash. It's it's not the same company. It's it's a transformed company. It's time to it's it's time to transform ourselves again and and remain consistent. Consistency is very important. Um, you've done the cracking job. <laughs> the part. The passion, you're you're taking the energy. Hardly, hardly. I think the passion and enthusiasm is never all deceived. Well, look, it's, I don't know how you can't be passionate about this story. Come back to the volume. I know you came one time. Come back again. Go look at what we're doing, and you're going to go. Oh, I know why that young guy is so bad. And I I say that young guy, fifty four years old, young man, uh, with a lot of passion, 
I don't get called young man anymore. In fact, my kids even start to say, you know, dad, uh, your gray hairs are falling out all over. I'm like, thanks. I appreciate that. Well, young man, I thank you for your time uh, today. Um, great to get the catch up. Uh, 2023 looks super, super e exciting. You've got everything in place to ensure that it uh, that it's going to be a good one. So um, stay, let's stay in touch. Uh, and we'll speak to you again real soon, okay? Yeah. Look, I, Matt, I just want to say a shout out to my team in Australia, my team in North America. I thank you, each and every one of you, for your efforts. And our board we've we've got an amazing board they they truly truly understand what it takes to be entrepreneurial and build a company um so thank you thank you to you and crux matt always a pleasure to see you you have a great day god bless you